The world can be explored through food with better buddies. Hello, and welcome back to Better Buddies. I'm your host, RJ. With us this week, it's John. Hello. And James. Good. What is good in the hood, gentlemen? Indubitably. Our our Better Buddies icebreaker this week, what food have you never eaten but would really like to try? That's a good question. Um, does anybody have one while I think? I, I do have one. It's not like... So I know, like, I've, I've had barbecue before, but I really want to try, like, specific barbecues. Like, I want to try Korean barbecue or try, like, Kentucky barbecue. Like, some real authentic long-roast barbecue, you know? Mm. Like, cornbread on the side, potatoes, the, the whole mines. Yeah. That is a good one. We have we have a barbecue like chain restaurant around here. I don't know if it's good or not. But Korean barbecue is something I'd like to try as well. I don't think I've ever really had that. I've I also really want to do gumbo. Like a good either a gumbo a gumbo a gumbo I've kind of done similar things to, but I'm when I said gumbo, I meant crawfish boil. Like head down to Louisiana, do a Louisiana crawfish boil. With the crawfish, and the potatoes, and the corn. A big old scoop of that. How about you, James? Mm. Um. Well, I was thinking dessert. Honestly, the f- one of the first things that came to mind was... Uh, I want to try those candies that they make in Jimmy Neutron. Do you remember that one episode where he makes like the candies that like taste really good and you all mean the ones that, that fit every about? single taste profile. So everybody gets addicted to them and kidnaps him to force him to make candy for them. And he's basically shuts down the candy store in town. Yeah. Um, okay. RJ one, they don't kidnap him. All right. They riot. Okay. And he is, I'm pretty sure he's locked in his lab, okay? No. To, I distinctly remember right. he run, escapes to try and make it to the candy store to get more ingredients. And meets the candy store owner as they're both hiding behind the counter. Sam? Yeah. 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 Uh, yeah, those probably. Or, like, just some really insane dessert. Like, anytime you pass by... Um, so you don't actually want food. You just want the idea of being happy. Well, is that where we're all chasing food? You know? Uh, it depends um, on how healthy your relationship with food is. True. It's assuming a lot. Um, yeah. Uh, I can't think of anything, like, specifically, honestly. Um, I'm just mainly thinking, like, a really insane dessert. Like... You know, you pass by sometimes those, like, cake stores that have just, like, everything in the window. Um, oh, like a patisserie. 
Yeah. Well, you mean like, what, what do you mean? You don't know what a patisserie is, do you? I've seen it on the street. It's like, I'm assuming it's pastries. It's, it's pastry, but in particular, it's typically a bite-sized confectionaries uh, focused on cakes, uh, biscuits, uh, things that you would go with tea or would be very dainty to eat. Uh, particularly French yeah. patisserie is very focused on cakes. I would love that. Makes me think of like uh, the cakes in the Grand Budapest Hotel, like from Mendel's, the, yes, it's like a bakery. So. Yeah, I'd love that. Um, some, some like that, some, some not too decadent, but, you know, kind of, kind of a little, a little lavish, but also a little simple, just a really good dessert, you know, like a little mini cake. That would be sick. I love that. I think something else for me is probably like a really well-cooked Wagyu beef steak. Ooh, yes. That always sounded really good. Uh. And when I was in Japan, I actually was at a food like vendor stall, where they just sold like snack-sized sticks of wagyu beef for like, uh, like five bucks or something. So it was like a skewer with like five, four or five pieces on it. It was very oh, good. Wow, sounds amazing. <laughs> it it melted in the mouth. It was, it was delicious, and that was from a like street vendor in a touristy spot. Good to know. I, uh, I'm trying to think of what other cuisine. You know what? I want to try some mm. French food. I never like really tried. Like I, I know French French cooking is the like f- standard that chefdom has been held to for a long time, or was held to for a long time. But I've never actually really eaten French. It's it's interesting. It's like, I guess it really depends on the place that you go to make it, and granted. You know, I've only I've only had the stuff that's in New York. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, French food is sort of it's like it's one of those foods where if you're going there, it's it's interesting because it's almost like the food is more of an accent to the, the evening, which is what I fit or like whatever time you're having it at, like. I always feel like with other foods like Italian, um, Chinese or Japanese, you know, American, especially like the food is kind of the centerpiece of the meal. But when I've gone to French restaurants, it doesn't feel like that. Like it's more about, I'm not going to say it's not like the food isn't there, but it's just like, it's a hint. It's like an accent. It's, it's interesting. So you have to go with a very specific when you're in a specific mood, I would say. Okay. Um, and it's like worth it. Like it's try some escargot, get some good fish, pair it with some wine. Very nice time. Also, English fish and chips. Get an authentic oh, damn. English fish and chips. Oh, I can recommend. Oh. Same, same. That's good. Yeah, this shit's dope. I'm trying to think if there's any American food, that, other American food that I'm like, oh, I should really get that. Well, you already mentioned a crawfish bake. There's a crawfish bowl. I want to get... I feel like, um... I think there's plenty of stuff like... Ooh, lobster roll. That's... That's something I want. Mm. 
I want an authentic East Coast lobster roll. Just looks delicious. I would love like Tex-Mex. Like I want real like Southwestern food. Mm, stick to your ribs. Mm, I want like a real burrito. James, there is no such thing as a real burrito. I'm sorry to tell you. Well, I mean, like, uh, like, however they make it down, whatever the specialty is down. And I know chicken fried steak is a thing down there. Maybe something like yep. that. Oh, this is making me hungry. Oh, fuck. <laughs> and that's why I just had to <laughs> shut up. Uh, what'd I you had... eat? <laughs> I'm glad you asked, James. I had a wild concoction. Uh, so I got, I had a great value breakfast bowl that I microwaved, went to heat up, and I added some extra cheese to it. I made two of those, like, hash brown patties. I just microwaved those in the microwave to heat those up. Uh I made two chocolate chip waffles in the toaster, and I made a breakfast sandwich. Oh, my God. chocolate chip waffle. Some, um, hang on, some chalk chip waffle with a truffle butter, uh, like, uh, aioli kind of thing, uh, drizzled on there. And then I added some sriracha mayo on there for some spice. Then I put the potato patty down and then I scooped out some of the egg bowl onto the, onto that. And then I put another waffle on and I ate that as a sandwich. And then I had the rest of the egg bowl and the other potato patty. What a mad lad. Okay, that's awesome, but that is fucking horrible for you, Arsene. That is <laughs> it's, so it's, bad. <laughs> actually, it's not as bad as, you, as bad as you think. The waffles are only 200 calories, and then the burrito, like the entire breakfast bowl is only like 320 calories. Yeah, dude, but and it's each like of the you gotta look at. Things are like 100 calories or something each. So like you gotta look at the shit that's in there because it's like nah. that like that shit's got all the it's like sodium and like a bunch of the nah, like other shit you know what I mean? No, nah, fuck that. <laughs> RJ, those men and women at the FDA did not they do not put in those hours for you to ignore their nutrition labels, uh, which fuck they are you. definitely. The men and women at the FDA put in the hours to make sure those nutrition labels will not kill me if I eat it. All right, touche. You win this round. Actually, it's a draw, I'll say. Oh, the fuck it is. What do you mean, what the fuck it is? It's a draw. I'm just going to say I win. Also, John, what <laughs> are you sure. What are you just doing? This? this looks like an interesting uh, recipe here. I'm yeah, really so. It's play... Oh, it's going to play a video at me. Oh, sorry. Yeah, sorry if it plays audio at you. Um... I, I, I closed out in time, but it was a, it was a, kind of like Indiana Jones switching the idol. <laughs> um, so, uh, this kind of came from a roundabout way that I even know this exists, but the dish is called Bubble and Squeak. Um, and it's kind of just like a British working class dish uh, using a bunch of leftovers from. Ooh like a dinner. Um, so it's really just like leftover vegetables, mashed potatoes and a fried egg. And you just kind of all just uh, put that in a pan and brown it all together. Uh, okay. It looks really good for just being leftovers. <laughs> yeah, that does look really good. Oh my God. Did you say, so wait, I'm looking at it now. It's vegetables. Mashed potatoes. Really mashed just potatoes. mashed potatoes and whatever else you have on hand and an egg. 
That's, I mean, so that's where some of the best recipes come from, though. Like fried rice is purposefully uses leftover rice. Yeah. Yeah. Traditionally, it's like cabbage and um, baked potato or uh, mashed potatoes, but you can throw really whatever kind of vegetable in there, and maybe some leftover meat too. You know, like. So. Yeah. I will that try to make really, that really What did I have the other day that I like was putting bacon on? Um, more bacon. No, I made homemade. Oh, I made pasta this past weekend. I uh had some. I'd made some homemade pizzas and had leftover um Alfredo sauce and leftover uh, vodka sauce. So I just mixed those two together with the pasta. But then also into the pasta, I cooked up some peppers, onions, mushrooms, and bacon, and threw it in there too. It was oh, delicious. That does sound good. Cooking is fun, and the results are delicious. But it's a lot of work as one person to like do all all the prep and the making and the cleanup. Yes, it that is. is really why I don't enjoy doing it. It's the amount and of time it's fucking- it takes. Dude, it's kind of fucking expensive to make like a new thing like every night. You know what I mean? Like if you want to make different, it's also a lot. It is a lot of energy. Like it's, it's. I mean, you're dedicating like an hour of your time to a meal, which is what makes it worth it. Like I'm not shitting on it. It's it's just like part of it too, though. Especially if you're just doing it for yourself, is like cool. Mm -hmm. Either I'm doing this in small enough quantity quantities where I have to like make this four times in a like week and a half span. Or I make it once and have leftovers for like three days straight. That's why I think you really, you really have to like, you really have to like it to do it really often. Or I guess you just have to be good at it. But usually those two things sort of like coincide. Um, There's a lot like I, it's also just one of those things where failure means that your meal for the night is messed up. So it feels really bad. So yeah, you're literally trying new things. Taste defeat. Yeah. Yeah, quite literally taste defeat. Yeah. Uh, so I think I'd like to take a class or something, maybe, and then I would enjoy it more. Well, that'd be fun. Yeah, I'm good for it. Like, I'm pretty good for now. I mean, I actually, I won't say I'm good for now, but like, I have a pretty stable diet. I, I've been someone who's like, I've been okay with eating almost the exact same thing like every day with like slight variation ever since I was a little kid. So what I, I finally like a year and a half ago found like a diet that like works for me. I don't mean like a fad diet. I mean like an actual like catalog of food that I can buy regularly that like is relatively healthy and still satisfying. And I just use as like a meal prep almost. Um, but yeah, I think it's, t- I don't know, it's tough. Like, I, I want to, you know, I know how to make, like, skillets, like, some potatoes. I've made a turkey before, but I had help with that, like, Damn. Um, but a lot of stuff, like, I don't, like, I don't really know as well as I should. Like, I do almost no baking. I know how to make peanut butter cookies, but I'd have to, like, look at the recipe <laughs> that I've used before. I mean, most people have to read a recipe when they make things, James. Yeah, I know, especially but, with baking. Well, I don't know. Some people like. I mean, 
my mom is so good at it. Like she can just she eyeballs things at this point. Like well, she'll follow how many, recipes. How but... many years of practice has she had at making recipes? Yeah, like years. Yeah. Yeah. Like the more you practice cooking and baking, the better you get at like eyeballing and being like, okay, well if I want to change it like this, I know I'm gonna need to adjust this, like um one of the big things is moisture content, right? Like if you're gonna put fruit in a cake you gotta account for the fact that the fruit has moisture that will leak into the cake. Blasphemy. Ridiculous. Ridiculous. I do no, I do think it's some people say that um cooking is was the first science. Like that it's basically the I mean the original chemistry, I guess, it if is. you want to call it that. You know? It is just straight up chemistry. <laughs> like yeah, all of cooking alchemy. is physics and chemistry. It's it's so cool. It's I I really admire people who can do it well. I went through I wouldn't say it was a phase, but I went through a point where I was getting like really into cooking, or at least the idea of it. And I I think like what uh, I know it'll happen again when I'm like more on my own because it's like I'll have more uh, space to myself and like yeah I'll feel a little more free to to try stuff because. When you're living with people and you're like if you're cooking something really big it's like you're it taking a out a lot of space it does yeah it does but i love it nice well our next segment is better buddies recommend where you recommend a piece of media to enjoy who would like to start um uh, okay oh james can go do you want to go john you sure I have no preference. You can go if you want. <laughs> I'll do it. I volunteer. Um, did anyone see that new Hunger Games movie, by the way? Really no. quick. The Ballad of Songbirds and Snakes? No, I did not. Yeah. Anyone read the book? Anyone have any interest in reading the book? I have not read the book. I'm curious in the story, but I don't care if it's spoiled. Yeah. No, I, I haven't seen or read it either. Like, okay. I just... Uh, I'm sure I was interested because I, I it seemed like people actually kind of got into it. Um, it's sort of abated, but I've only seen one Hunger Games. I read the original three Hunger Games books, and the only Hunger Games movie I saw was the three part one. I think that the last the only three Hunger Games movies were pretty good. The first one stumbled a bit, but like Catching Fire and the two Mockingjay movies were pretty good. Yep. I have only seen Mockingjay Part 1. Dang. And weirdly enough, yeah, I've seen it in... twice. For what reason? You're just doing it wrong there. <laughs> uh, I went and I think I saw it in theaters with somebody. Like They were like, hey, you want to go see a movie? I was like, yeah, sure, whatever. I know the books. I know how the story goes. I don't need to see the other ones. And then the night before I graduated grad school... I had gone into Madison to see the Spider-Man um, No Way Home. Um, where it was like, oh, the three Spider-Men are back. Daredevil's in the movie. It's awesome. So I went to Madison to see that like opening weekend. Like It was like a 11 o'clock showing. No, what was it? It was like a 10 o'clock showing. I got out at midnight. 
like 11:30 midnight and I had to walk for graduation the next day. So, uh-huh. and I some of my coworkers uh, cuz I was working as a resident assistant in grad school, some of my coworkers were like, "Hey, we're going to watch a movie in the lounge." I was like, "Oh, I just got done in Madison. If you're still in there, I'll stop by and say hi." So I drive back to campus and I pop in to say hi cuz you know, just see if they're there, say hi. They had paused the movie to wait for me. Oh my god. <laughs> they were at the beginning of the film. Huh. I was Bang, like, oh. Yeah, oh. let's sit down and watch the film now. So we stayed up till three in the morning watching the film because they had waited for me. So I was going to do the polite thing and sit there and wait for them. Yeah, I mean, there's worse things you could have done before graduation and yep. had to walk. So this, this is true. This is very true. Um, yeah, so my recommendation actually is I rewatched over the weekend uh, The 40-Year-Old Virgin. Has anyone here seen this movie? No. I have not, but it's been on a list for a while. Okay. I recommend it highly. I think it's... I think this movie is something that basically anyone can find something they like about because... It's really a rare comedy. Um, I can see why after this. It was directed by Judd Apatow um, and, and written by him and Steve Grell. And for anyone who doesn't know, the plot is that uh, Steve Grell plays um, a 40-year-old guy who's working at an electronics store. He's kind of like quiet, humble, um, and sincere. And while playing poker one night with some friends uh, who are kind of these like uh, kind of like burnouts, but like good guys also working at the store with them, they find out that he's a virgin and they promise that they're going to find a way to get him laid. Um, And the movie follows his friends and kind of some, some misadventures and some little asides as he as they try to do that and it follows him kind of really figuring himself out um, as the movie goes on. Isn't there a scene where they wax him and it turns out Steve Crow really just was that hairy? Mm-hmm. Yeah. The waxing scene is real. Um, he, uh, he, he wanted it to, he thought it wouldn't be funny as funny if they just faked it. So he wanted, it's um you wanted it to be real so what you see in that scene is according to popular cinema legend is real um i never would have expected steve carell to be just absolutely gorilla fur but you only get one take you only get one take that's it that's you gotta wild. see it it's it's i and because the thing is it's like Judd Apatow's movies, if you think of like, I think he did like Knocked Up, uh, This is 40. He does a lot of movies where it's like, oh, it's like a bunch of people and it's like kind of a regular comedy and situations happen and some of them are gross and some of them are, you know, like witty or whatever. Um, but kind of regular every, every man, every woman comedies. Um, 
And I think the 40 year old version is just great because like he's known for kind of like vulgar stuff, but Steve Carell's character in this movie offsets that like there's so he is not portrayed with like, um, derision. He's not portrayed with like, it's not, it's almost never like, ha ha, like, look how funny his situation is. Like there's a little bit of that, but it's not ever. The comedy doesn't solely come from the fact that this man is a virgin. Yeah, it's more from the, it's less of that fact and it's more of like focusing on Steve, the, the character of Steve Grell, like his personality and sort of like the quirks that come with it and how he navigates the world. Um, really, really fun movie. I think, it, again, I think it's a comedy that almost anyone can enjoy. If you like like vulgar humor, you're going to find it. If you like sex comedies, you're going to find it. If you like something that's a little more subtle, you're going to find it. If you like Steve Carell, so, you're going to find it. So this film's you know? not just geekaganda, like in that same vein of films where it's like, ah, geeks are actually fuckable and worthwhile. Yeah, no. I mean, he is he is like he is portrayed as a geek. Like he has like action figures, and he's you know, um, he plays the tuba and he bikes instead of drives a car. Um, but it's more like take a look at this like average regular guy who's maybe just a little bit left of center, you know, but regular dude, and like let's explore his life. Um, so. Really, really well done, um, and I definitely think you should watch it. It's a, it's an incredibly good natured uh, comedy. Okay. Yeah, maybe I'll check it out this weekend. Yeah. Yeah. Also, the supporting cast is like top tier. Like Paul Rudd, Seth Rogen, uh, one of this other guy named Romani, something. He's really, really funny. Um, Jane Lynch is in it. Uh, Elizabeth Banks shows up. It's got a cast. Mindy Kaling, briefly. Uh, Joan Calamezzo. This isn't her name, but the woman who plays Joan Calamezzo from uh, Parks and Rec. Um, Yeah, Jonah Hill shows up, briefly. Uh, Catherine Keener. Yeah, it's awesome. It's very... Very, very stacked. Talk about so one of the girls from Yeah, dude. It's great. One of the girls from Cat Dennings. Yeah. Ooh. Just fucking insane. Um But yeah. Stormy Daniels as porn star. <laughs> yep, Stormy. I was surprised when I was like, because there's a scene with that, and I was like, who is that? Um Well, good that you didn't recognize. <laughs> Yeah, and I looked it up, and I was like, no fucking way, dude. That's crazy. So funny. James, when he first watched the movie, like, no, I have no idea who this person is. Never before. That's crazy. No, don't look at my phone. Don't look at my search history. (laughs) I said, don't look. That's wild. Is this person an actress? Nice. Who knew? Yes. Uh, John, do you want to go next, or shall I? Uh, I can go. Um, so my recommendation this week is a YouTube channel called Cinema Sticks. Are either Ooh. of you familiar? Mm-hmm. Uh, no, I know Cinema Sins, but not Sticks. Is that a yes, James? 
No, that was a no, unfortunately. Okay. You in particular would probably really like this. Uh, but it's it's a guy named Danny Boyd, and he just does like short 10 to 15 minute video essays, uh, just like analyzing scenes, saying what works, what doesn't work, like sometimes comparing remakes with the original and is, like their uh, pros Sticks, and cons. Is Sticks S T I C K S or S T I X? S T I X. I don't know, he's just got like a chill voice. They're just very cozy videos. I like them. Um, and also just talks about a bunch of movies like I've never really heard about sometimes, but there's Ooh. also popular ones like there. He did the Harry Potter movies, specifically the first one, I think, um, a month ago. He did Office Space also a month ago. Um, but yeah, just if really gonna... thoughtful. If you're going to pick, like, one of his videos is like, here's the place to start. Um, let me get up the video feed. And it's Pull crashing. up the feeds! Put up the feed. Um, the Yay Modern Filmmaking one. Oh. From, like, it's his seventh most recent one compares the Murder on the Orient Express with the original one. Oh, um, that's interesting. Yeah, and then... The like number ten when the director forgets to call cut was an interesting one. It was about the movie Victoria, which I had never heard of, but it's like shot continuously. Hmm. Um, I think sort of like what's that movie? Nineteen Seventeen. Um. Yep. Sure. Yeah, I think I forget if that's mentioned there or not, but yeah, know, just um... all sorts of movies. Sorry, I know Birdman ahead. actually just hit its cuts. Like, it tried to shoot it as a one-cut film to make you think it was one cut, but they, like, use different transitions up and down and away and things to hide the cuts. Most most movies that do that, that's what they do. I mean, 19, 1917 does that. It's almost, uh, it's almost impossible to film a movie in a single take unless, yeah. um, unless you do it very quickly. Yeah, I mean, there, there's a ton of good ones. There's, like, one about Robert Pattinson in, I forget what a movie. Um, good Times? Or good, good Times, time, maybe. I think, yeah. Yeah. Um, good Time. There's one about Baby Driver, where it talks about the color theory used in the movie. Oh, okay. There's one about Iron Man. Uh, there's one that I haven't watched about what looks like the Iron Giant. So. Oh, no. Just like oh, lots of good stuff. Cool. Uh, my recommendation is definitely uh, unique to the hype craze surrounding it. Pow World! Oh my god. What's I just, that? I just found out about this last night. You just <laughs> found out about Pow World last night? Yeah, Jeez. dude, I'm not as plugged into the video game discourse as I used to be, fortunately. Yeah, but people have been shouting about this for like two weeks now. I bet you don't even know what happened at the Grammys, RJ. I don't give a shit about the Grammys. Is that the one <laughs> where also, Will Joan Smith came punched back. that guy? That's it, yep. That's when Will Smith and Jackie Chan fought each other on stage. <laughs> right. <laughs> okay, also, so Taylor Swift won another, world, another award? Yeah, she won. Yeah, so I know shit bunch. about the Grammys. Fuck you. <laughs> Damn. Uh, Pal well, World. I know shit about Pal World, so. Alright, yeah, yeah. Uh, Pal World 
like people have said, is Pokemon with guns, but really it's more like if Ark had Pokemon. Uh, it's a survival game with survival mechanics, such as gather resources and level up to get points to put into the tech tree to build better tech that will let you get more resources to level up to get more tech points to put in the tech tree, etc. It just so happens that their methods of automization, instead of being machines, are living beings. Uh, you can make your base and then the, assign the pals you capture to do jobs at your base, such as harvesting lumber, harvesting rocks, uh, making iron, things like that. Which encourages you to capture more pals than just one, because the more pals you have that can do the thing, the more faster and efficient it is. Uh, it has a lot of fun designs, although the more I've played it, the more I have realized, and it was pointed out to me, like, yeah, this game is like 20% stolen. Uh, a lot of the, like, sound cues are really uncomfortably close to The Legend of Zelda. Um, particularly, like, Breath of the Wild. Um, a lot of the Pokemon design, or Pal World, Pals designs incorporate Pokemon elements that it's like... Even if that's original, that's a little close for comfort, friend. Which, on the one hand, like... Come on, be original. On the other hand, it's like there's over a thousand goddamn Pokemon, so statistically speaking, if you make a hundred monsters, some of them are going to have elements that are similar. Yeah. I think people are yeah. really worried about straight-up model rips. Like, one of them looks like it's just superior, but with a color swap. Yeah. I mean, even the even the textures, though, and the actual design of the models themselves, like look, it look they look like Pokemon. Like they Which, they the the art yeah. style itself is like is the point, ripped right though. from Pokemon. Like that's the hard part too for me, at least, is like on the one hand, yes, they are stealing. The it's it's very 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 similar. On the other hand, it's supposed to be so like. I'm going to let the lawyers figure it out and I'm just going to have fun playing my shoot Pokemon game. Because there's guns. You can shoot the Pokemon, James. Pew, pew. Something I've always wanted there's to do. There's also guns you can give the Pokemon so they shoot other Pokemon. Wow, child soldier. Child Pokemon soldiers. That's pretty sick. Coney there's Coney 12. <laughs> there's rocket launchers where you can shoot Pokemon out of the rocket launcher. Coney twenty twenty four. Coney 2024. He's back, baby. He's better than ever. <laughs> Coney 2 Electric uh, Boogaloo. Um, yeah. I, what about, I do... Oh, sorry. You go. What about the part where you can capture humans, RJ? You can capture humans. In Pokeballs. I mean, Palspheres. And you can also butcher anything you catch. You can. <laughs> This to me, anything like, you catch, James, you can wait. You can. There is a butcher's <laughs> knife that is a technology you can unlock, so that when you have it equipped in your camp, instead of when you like hold the R button down to like pet a pal or whatever, instead it's butcher the pal, which kills them, and you get the meat, which you can do with the captured humans that you have captured. On the flip side, there are black market traders you can find. Who will buy pals and sell you pals that are acquired. So you can capture humans from these rival factions. And then sell these NPC humans to the black market. They're not worth much. 
Okay. I've got a lot of thoughts and two are sticking out. What, you can also use what? these humans and your base as workers to, to defend it and to do other harvesting things. And you can level up your human. So, I mean, this is either like, uh, and I don't even mean this in a bad way, but this is literally like a punk studio in Japan who are like, literally just like playing their music as loud as they can and seeing like, like kind of thumbing their nose at Nintendo, right? Or this is like some weird like corporate psyop stunt to see like what major companies will do when they're clearly being like blatantly like ripped off. Uh, Because I know there's the whole like you think so? I think it's Or you know... I think it's both. uh, It's at least the first one because I read an article about how they like how they worked on the guns for the game, and the studio was just like, "Yeah, we none of us actually knew how to like model and program the firearms to put into the game, and we were looking for somebody who had the experience, but there wasn't anybody in like Japan. Japanese developers don't really develop that, and we were worried we were gonna have to go to an American uh, developer, and then." We uh, actually stumbled upon a YouTube channel of a local guy who, like, just had a full channel full of, like, gun animations that were pretty accurate. And it turns out, oh, it's a dude who didn't grad, like, who only graduated their version of middle school and worked as a um, gas station attendant, like, convenience store attendant, who taught himself how to model on his free time from YouTube. Nice. That's pretty sick. But then also they're pushing the hella boundaries on what is and is not permissible when it comes to uh, copyright. So, yeah, my my question is just like, who's it coming from? Like, that's my ultimate question. Like, is this? Uh, I'm sure in a way it is a little bit of both, but like, is this truly like a little like a studio that's kind of just like I really think... just trying to see what it can creatively do or is this like a, a larger corporate maneuver to... I think this really is a studio trying to see what <gasps> we have a surprise guest folks hello hi Calvin what's this recording live from the top of a mountain How's oh my the god it is snowy that's good can you report on Pow World on Pow World have you eaten yeah. all of the enemy trainers? No, I have, that's your first <laughs> I have not managed to capture most of them yet. I have only, I think I have four captured humans. Have you eaten any of them? No, because I'm not a cannibal, but I did find the black market trader where I can sell them to. Nice. And I have developed the technology to butcher them if I so choose and feed them to my pals. That's what You're I not do. one of the Pokemon diehards that have a problem with this game, then. No, I have no problem with this game. I love this game. <laughs> Part of it, though, I will say, like, going back to that Pokemon aspect of it, it's almost, like, harder coming from a Pokemon background, because I know what to expect from Pokemon. So, like, oh, my Poke- my highest level Pokemon is level 20. So, like, yeah, it might be a tough fight, but I could probably take down a level 30. With my, like, team of five. And in fact, no. No, I cannot. <laughs> there was a... I was playing last week, and there's this, like, grass mammoth Pokemon that kind of hangs out around my area. 
who is like, he's a big boy, he's level 38, he's got like a boss symbol next to his name. And I've left him alone, because I know I can't beat him. But I got like raided by some like small group, and as I'm defending and my pals are defending against this raid, Grass Mammoth walks into the area and gets hit, and aggro's on my base. Oh. I spent a good like 10 minutes just standing at my, like, PC box, spamming out new pals to fight it and whittle it down. <laughs> I died, like, four different Fun. times. I would just run back, grab my stuff again, auto-equip everything, and run back to the PC to begin throwing, spamming new pals out. <laughs> this war will be won with attrition. It really was. Because we were doing it, like, one to five damage. <laughs> Did you catch it? No. Well, that was a waste of time, then. Uh, it, it was too strong. It was going to demolish my entire base if I let it rampage. But you could have caught it. I tried. I threw every pal sphere I had and was making more at the bench as it's killing my pals. See, you should have sacrificed some of those captured trainers you have. Just I use did. them as bait. I threw them at them. Oh. I threw the captured <laughs> trainers at it. So if you use a captured trainer to attack, does that captured trainer, does it have its own moveset, or is its move to throw its own pal? Could you, like, have an ever-ending chain of a trainer that throws a trainer that throws a trainer that throws a pal? Unfortunately, you can't chain uh, trainers like that, because the trainers typically don't, um, they don't necessarily attack with their own pals. They attack with things like guns and clubs. Gotcha. Um, and there's actually two Missed trainer opportunities. There's the bad guy, obvious bad guy trainer faction who, like, kidnap pals and capture them and steal them and sell them and those kinds of things. But there's also the free pal alliance that are the quote-unquote good guys, except they beat the shit out of you for having pals. Ah, so it's just Generation 5. Yes. <laughs> but I'm really enjoying the game. I'm enjoying the exploration. I'm enjoying the, like fact that it gives you reasons to capture more of the same pal so like even though the exp like you are don't explore quickly like it doesn't mean there's nothing worthwhile in the areas you've already been and i really love their jolt hog design because it's a hedgehog that's electric and i love it i see your electric mouse fun. and raise you electric hedgehog <laughs> <laughs> electric hedgehog definitely cooler there's also no evolution oh that's interesting yeah Oh, really? Yeah, that's interesting. Is there DNA digivolution? Can you fuse, like, in Yu-Gi-Oh? Yeah, actually, there is, um... There's, like, a breeding <laughs> system where there are some pals you can obtain just by, like, breeding oh, okay. certain ones together. And I've been trying to avoid spoilers. Like, I want to try and just explore that without, ha like, knowing what they are right away. Get a notepad, um, take notes, do some science... So yeah, there's like, you can take notes and do science and crossbreedings. Um, it's also really fun in that like, it doesn't notify you when you've seen a new one, but you'll get the like, if when you open your inventory, the like pal decks will have like a notification of like, oh, you've seen a new thing. So like, there's at least like three or four times where I've apparently seen a new pal and missed it because it's just like, it was on screen somewhere. I just didn't notice. <laughs> <laughs> on the mountaintop in the distance exactly but overall I, I'd i say it's totally worth like for being an EXS game 
an early access game. I was a little nervous going in. I'm like, oh, it's going into early access. That ooh, plenty of games go early access, take the money and run. But it, so far, it's they're, they're still updating patches despite making a, absolute buckets of money from it. And uh, what it is there is pretty good. I I saw a headline, and I'm pretty sure this is what it said, but it costs like five hundred thousand dollars a month to keep the servers up continuously. Yes. Oh, I believe it. Because <laughs> people it's like, dear lord. Well, and part of that too, though, is yeah. That... I read Microsoft like. Oh, sorry. Go ahead. I was just gonna say part of that too, though, is how many people jumped on the game right away. Because it's only thirty bucks. Yeah. That's true. And it's on. It's on the Xbox Game Pass, yep. which is why uh, Microsoft actually stepped in and was like, we're going to give you a hand running these servers. Like, <laughs> yeah. but it- Wow. Steam has many pictures of just sweatshops being manned by different pals. Yes, yes, it does. <laughs> um, it's, huh. also not their, it's not their first game. It doesn't look like either. Um, they have Over Dungeon, Craftopia, and AI Art Imposter. Well, it might be their last after Nintendo gets done with them. Yeah. We'll have to see how that turns out. Yeah. I hear Nintendo's annoyed of people telling them. They're like, we know! <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> you don't have to keep reporting this. I've heard uh, I've heard mixed things about the of like ranging from Nintendo is bringing the ban hammer down on them all the way to Nintendo just said something because they wanted people to stop like pestering them. Yeah, I think it's somewhere in the I think it's somewhere in the middle. Honestly, like I, it's a tough situation because both companies are based in Japan where there is no fair use. Um. So it gets tricky when it comes to stuff like that here. And, um, but I think it might be distinct enough that like Nintendo itself has copied a lot of stuff for its Pokemon. Yeah. So, oh, uh, I think it's probably somewhere in between where Nintendo is going to see what their options are, but they also mainly just were like, we know, shut up. <laughs> Cause I was having this conversation with Alex on Sunday of, um, like, they stole some sound... It sounds like they stole some sound assets from Zelda Breath of the Wild. But on the flip side, Pokemon apparently stole some designs pretty similar to some Dragon Quest monsters before Pokemon existed. So, who knows? It's more... I think it's more of an interesting... Especially given the idea... Because wasn't it, right? Like, aren't some of the people who've worked on this game... Like, these models were generated in some way by AI and stuff like that? Isn't that like one of yeah. the things? Yeah. Yeah. There's a, that's a big part of it is that there was some AI tool usage. And so people are like, well, they just trained the AI off Pokemon. Mm-hmm. So that's why people are like, they're just copies of Pokemon. That's what I've heard. So it's like, it's an interesting, I, I mean, I don't think the game is like, it's, it's already known as like a knockoff. Like it's, I don't, I think it's going to do well as a meme for a little bit that I think interest will wane unless unless they manage to keep attention. But I, I do not. I don't see this like I don't see us talking about this next well, year necessarily. I mean, I, I'm really enjoying it. Like I've already sunk 12 hours into it. 
and I'm still like in the early game. Um, I could see this continuing a little bit because it's the it's the open game Pokemon world a lot of people wanted. Of like, mm-hmm. let us actually have an open world and let us actually be able to like craft and do things like. Let's do something with Pokemon that's not yeah. the standard Pokemon. Yeah, I think it hinges on if they can come out with new pals. Because, let's be honest, Pokemon is the same game every single time. And people buy it all every single time. Yep. Like, yeah, there are iter- like slight iterations and changes and stuff. But let's be honest, the base game is the exact same thing every single release. And people still buy it all the time. And I think I'd also point to, like, games like Ark still have a pretty strong player base. That too. And Ark is old at this point. Yeah. God, yeah, it is. <laughs> I think it's more that we're just getting old. Well, I'm... like, Ark is almost as old as Minecraft. Oh, damn, is it? I think. Yeah, I remember... It, it's. I do oh, no. remember no, watching Ark video. 2017. What? It's 2017? Yeah, that tracks. It, at least that's the Steam release date. So it might have been an early uh, access. Because uh, I I could have sworn I saw it in high school, but maybe it wasn't. Maybe it was 2017. I mean, huh. depending on, if, like I said, if it went into early access, though, in like 2015. Oh, yeah, 2015 is what Wikipedia says. Boom. Okay, so that'd be end of high school for us. Development began in 2014, and then it first hit PC as early access in the middle of 2015. Okay, so we were probably out of high school, but it was close enough. Close <laughs> enough. Yeah. That summer. Cool. So yeah, that, that's getting old. That's impressive that they have such a, a big player base still, although they have a second game now. They have Survival Ascended. <gasps> I didn't know that. Is I it think. just Arc 2? Yeah, maybe. I haven't really followed it. I have not either. It's a 6 out of 10. It was released on October 25th of last year. Arc Survival Ascended. Yes, it's Arc 2. Nice. Because it's $50, $45 compared to Arc Survival Evolved 15. But there's like. Also, an arc two. What? What? <laughs> it's all okay. marketing. Sorry, listeners. We are confused. <laughs> what is? What's the difference between arc two and survival ascended? Uh, a few letters and a number. They haven't ascended yet. Yeah. They're still in purgatory. Arc two is the second ring of purgatory. What is this? Yeah, because remember, it's Inferno, Purgatorio. All right, no, what is yeah, Purgatorio and then Ascension, right? Correct. I'm missing one. What's I, what am I missing? Elysium. Paradiso, thank you. Oh. Um, and I think so. Paradiso will be four. Okay, I think Ascended is just like the definitive edition of Evolved and a remake in Unreal Five. Well, that's dumb. But I think it's, like, kind of the same game. That makes so sense. they're pulling a Skyrim. Yes. <laughs> uh, there's, like, a really long review of a bunch of missing stuff. But... 
At least when Skyrim were released every three years, it kept everything else in it. Except the mods. Except Those the had mods, to be rewritten. But... Yep. Calvin, do you want to give a recommendation, or should we move on to advice? Shoot. I literally was thinking the other day, like, I found something. I was like, oh, I should recommend this if I'm ever on the podcast again. And it's gone. I got, I, uh, yeah, no. I got Hermit Craft Season 10! Uh, sure, why not? Sure. Hermit Craft Season 10. <laughs> <laughs> why not? I think Calvin would like to recommend some memory booster pills. Honestly, honestly, yeah. My memory has been really bad lately. Those mine my old days. It's the curse. You guys are in your late 20s. Yeah. Uh, is Hermitcraft it, a YouTube thing or a mon- Minecraft thing? It is a Minecraft a YouTube cool. thing. That, okay. Correct. <laughs> it is a collection of Minecraft YouTubers. Yes, that yeah. so it's it's go to YouTube to watch it, not play Minecraft to play it. Yes. Okay. Yes. Yes. They just started a new season on Saturday. Uh, their previous one was up about two years long. Nice. So then they took January off because it's bad for ad revenue. Um, and now they're back at it. And it makes me want to play Vanilla Ooh. Minecraft again, even though I know I'd burn out in literally two hours. So. Yeah, right, right. <laughs> <laughs> Yay. Woo. So that's Calvin's forced recommendation. Yes, yes it is. Nice. Our next segment is how to be a better buddy where we give some real and some humorous advice. Wait, uh, you guys are at the beginning? I thought you guys were at the end. We, we are, are basically at the end. You it's been middle. about an hour. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> uh, so our first question this week... I'm just going to go, yeah, let's go with the first one. What do conversations between men go like when one of them finds a girl they like? I don't remember if we talked about this last week, but I don't think we did. No, we didn't get to it last week. You just bottle that up. You don't say anything about it. Nah, fuck that shit. We we promote healthy male communication relationships on this show. A question, like, if you, what happens when your friend is talking about liking a girl that you also happen to like? No, no, no. It's literally, it's literally just someone asking, what do conversations between men look like when one of them likes a girl? Oh. Oh, I thought they both like the same girl. No. Yeah, I thought they both like the same girl. This is more like like a woman asking, like, what does it look like? How do, how do those conversations go? Um, well, you say to your friend, hey, I like this girl. <laughs> you say to your friend, "Hey, I like this girl." They say, "Oh, cool! You should ask her out." And you say, "Ha ha, yep!" And then don't do anything about it. And then your friends <laughs> torment you with making fun of you for not doing it. <laughs> Damn, dude! Whip that one fucking out! <laughs> wow, that was great. That's the Ozzyman Diaz of fucking. That's yeah, that's perfect. How did you just um, pronounce that, James? Ozzyman Diaz. Ozzyman Diaz. <laughs> Yeah. Ozymandias. Don't question it, RJ. No, don't Ozymandias. question it, RJ. <laughs> King of Kings. I'll, I'll, I'll kill you. Hallelujah. <laughs> Hallelujah. And then I will Are say Are you saying God is Ozymandias? Look upon these works, ye mighty in despair, deposed by the sands of time? Perhaps. No. That's... Huh. I've never thought of this that way before. 
this <laughs> that's interesting this, that is interesting does anyone hear like a girl we can make fun of them <laughs> um no because the last girl I liked decided she just wanted to be friends and didn't tell me for three weeks all right. Anyone got a zinger for that one? <laughs> uh, <laughs> Way to go, James. <laughs> Boom roasted. Uh, <laughs> Boom roasted. No, I mean, be like that it, sometimes. It, it really do. <laughs> yeah, you know. You know what they say. I don't Love because they didn't say. Is a battlefield. Okay. All right. So you're saying I need to go to basic training. I don't know what to yeah. say after because I don't remember the rest of the I should learn of the urban song. warfare. Yes. Uh, yes. Love is house to house warfare. <laughs> Close quarters combat. Love is the Korengal <laughs> Valley. Love is a love is a drone strike on your enemies. Yes. Yes. Exactly. Yeah, we're gonna have to modernize that song for modern warfare. Yes. Advanced warfare. We'll get. What is Tinder but drone striking? You know? And you call love bomb. Wouldn't that be cyber warfare? Quite <laughs> right yes. on your target. Yeah. That's how I motivated myself to. Uh, to uh, Should I change that to, to be get... my bio on Tinder? What? what is Tinder but cyber warfare? I'm actually a Chinese intelligence agency. Please. <laughs> please, please, give right. please give me all your yeah, info please, right. please, please I mean, download hi. TikTok yeah <laughs> yeah that's how you gotta hype yourself up to go on the dating apps and just convince yourself you're a Chinese intelligence agency like I'm doing this for the good of are you not <laughs> wait I a must minute do this for the good of, wait a minute. of course Scramble. of course we got him with the honeypot work the 15 year honeypot work all right <laughs> I must scramble the fairies <laughs> I like to scramble the fairies <laughs> uh, damn yeah but yeah that's how it goes that's exactly how it goes any girls who know fairly odd parents want to quote it hit me up <laughs> <laughs> it'd be kind of a dream to date like uh finish you know, that date, date a girl who will, who will encourage your Denzel crocker uh halloween costume you're right uh yeah uh, no 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 uh, james is right as long as it's just a costume and not a personality true love no, supports your no. Denzel crocker halloween costume no date, date a girl who Date a girl who like Lady Macbeth you into becoming Denzel Crocker from a costume <laughs> to a lifestyle. <laughs> what? Talk about believing in fairies. I, I, I. Need me one of those complex Machiavellian Lady Macbeth girlfriends, you know what I mean? Who's also highly knowledgeable of early to mid-2000s Cartoon Network and Nickelodeon programming. Yeah, I was about to say, Is that so hard to find? Is, is that real? Is that too much to ask? Honestly, that's a great Tinder bio right there. Yeah. <laughs> In search of Machiavellian Lady Macbeth-esque woman. In search of a Lady Macbeth-esque Machiavellian woman who will support my early 2000s Nickelodeon obsession. 
Yeah, with a knowledge of early to mid two thousands Cartoon Network and Nickelodeon programming. Oh boy. Yeah, if she can't quote my life is teenage robot. Quote, if you cannot it quote ain't it. No, 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 oh, James, God, that's please. Chowder and the misadventures hmm. of Flapjack. Oh, I see. So we're getting into a, a late a late teens. Right. Yeah, there we go. Oh my god. I've been I've been looking for you my whole life. <laughs> Good old She's hoping to dude, give man. you a brain blast. Uh, Damn. Whoa now. Whoa now. Whoa now. That's inappropriate, RJ. Hey, yeah. he's just quoting he's quoting the show, all right. That's the episode where they talk about girls, okay? That's I, uh, that's I also have this podcast tagged as explicit on every single fucking episode, so That's probably Yeah, bad. that's right. We say that's words and talk about sex here. Hit us up. Hit us up. <laughs> Bet you won't do it. It's reverse psychology. They totally Please, will. Bet you somebody won't. Somebody <laughs> come take these guys off my hands. Yeah. I hope you don't. James is literally I, I standing really, on my hand and it hurts. I hope no one Ouch. does anything with me. That would suck if that happened. I would hate that. So, well, now stop I guess thinking about it. <laughs> Go back home. Don't you dare try to track me down. I would hate for someone to show up on my doorstep. James is definitely not going to put his address in the comments. I definitely will not do that. You're gonna have to. F- that is a. That's not reverse psychology. That's <laughs> true. You're gonna have to work. You gotta work for this one. That's like tier three on the Patreon. That's tier. That is tier three on the Patreon. Our top yes. tier, hundred thousand dollars a month Patreon tier, is you yep. get to have our home addresses. No, yep. just James. Oh, oh, just James. Just, just fine. Yep. Does it increase by another hundred thousand my... for each person? So like Ooh, James I... is the hundred thousand, James and John are the two hundred thousand, James, John, Calvin are the three hundred thousand, and then all four of us is the four hundred thousand a month. No, just James. <laughs> I don't know. I'm splitting the money four ways. So if I'm gonna give out my address, I'm uh, I'm at least gonna go get a hundred thousand for it. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Yeah, <sighs> just hate for some of. To... Be so obsessed with me. They find my address, and it turns out they're like really hot too. I know it's a shot in the dark, but be damn. careful what you wish for. Mathematically speaking, there. people have won the lottery. This is yes, exactly. That's what we're going for here: the cosmic lottery. All right, listen. I didn't come back to Catholicism just to pray. All right, I came back for a reason. We're playing those cosmic gods. You came back for the choir girls. Yeah, exactly. I, I came back for, uh, Get for the church, church, for the church ladies. Yeah. If you know what I mean. The one that's composed of elderly women? <laughs> yes, John, if you know what I mean. Come on, once you're above uh, the age of 27, age is just a number. Yeah, you're all elderly. <laughs> you're geriatric once you get 27. And that's a fact, Jack. I need to reinforce I said one... Anyone who's above the age of 27, not once you turn 27. <laughs> Want to make sure that's clear. Yeah. No, the minute you turn 27, you're geriatric. That's how it that's works. That's true. My knee still fucking hurts from falling that on the ice like three weeks ago. Yeah, my knees hurt now too. Oh, damn. Good thing I hate. I would hate for someone to take care of me. That would suck. <laughs> I hope that doesn't happen. Ugh.
Oh, is that the reason I'm currently lost in the woods? Uh, no, I yeah, think that's but... just your own fault. I was gonna say it's Calvin actively falling down a mountain right I now. I know. It's <laughs> oh, yeah, did you hear me? Because I was. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I uh, I made the mistake of doing a run through the forest while trying to talk to you. Oops. And uh, it yes. requires a bit more concentration than I can manage. It's a poor choice. Calvin's <laughs> just wandering around. Like that one guy at the beginning of Saving Private Ryan who loses his arm. He's just walking around dazed with it while he's talking to us, like real casual. Oh, I was like cooler because I'm uh, a snowboard. Yeah, exactly. I was thinking Calvin was wandering through Dodging the woods street. hoping to run into a prehistoric woman who was frozen in a cave. Oh, that would be so cool. Is that a reference? Um, technically, yes, but I didn't expect anyone to get it. Uh, it's a <laughs> reference to um, Doom Patrol. The guy who created the Doom Patrol in universe, uh, he is protecting. He's like trying to find ways to extend his own life to be able to live alongside his very long-lived daughter, who he had with a cave woman who was like just living in a cave for eons. Dang, that's yeah. why you don't ever. That's why you don't ever have children. That's the that's that's the message. Also, how about this? Saving Private Ryan too, but it there's it's snowboards, but they're snowboarding. <laughs> Wait, didn't we? Hang on, that? Didn't we do an entire World War II ski camp episode? Yeah, but this is like '90s, early 2000s. They're snowboarders. Oh, so that it's not, so so it's not a World War II so cool. thing. It's here's a bunch of people that are cool, radical snowboarders, and they have to go track down their snowboarding buddy who's lost on the mountain. No, they have to fight Nazis on the hill. Wait. RJ, what? that's what they did in World War II. <laughs> we already yeah, did that one. No, RJ, they're snowboarding Nazis, alright? <laughs> this is different. Oh, it's the Nazis. Yeah. Like, it's like cool 90s to early 2000s snowboarders, but like, but also like Nazis. full traditionally dressed SS guys who are just on snowboards. Which is completely different from our idea of a Swiss uh, sh- chalet in the Swiss Alps ski lodge being used to house prisoners of war. Yes, RJ, because this one takes place in 2004, all right? Okay? Wouldn't so it be the more other accurate one's if it placed... took place in 2023 or 2024? No. No. It should be in 2004. The Nazis should use Nokia cell phones to call in reinforcements. Yeah. Okay. Smartphones would ruin the story. Yes. Smartphones ruin almost every story, including the story of the kid who was in an accident and his iPhone got shoved into his head, and then he was iBoy. Oh, I saw that movie. (laughs) Yeah, I I read the premise of that book and went, fuck that. It's a movie? What the fuck? It was a book first. It's a Netflix film. It's got, got, what's her name, Maisie Williams from Game of Thrones? She's in it. Oh, yeah. Oh, shit. I thought that was like a sci-fi movie. Nope. It is. It is a sci-fi movie. Oh. I mean, yes, but not like a sci-fi movie. the sci-fi premise... Oh. Yeah, no. The the premise is literally, as RJ said, he's in a car crash, his iPhone gets like, parts are jammed into his skull, and now he can like, telepathically control technology. So this wasn't really something that happened. This was... No, okay. James. Yeah, Shoving no, iPhone bits into your brain will not allow you to control iPhones. Well, okay. Somebody tell that to Elon Musk. That would have been really useful 
30 minutes ago, RJ, but I guess <laughs> now I'm going to have to, it's going to be yet another embarrassing trip to the emergency clinic for me. Okay. <laughs> well, on that All note, right. I think we better let James go then so he can make it to the emergency clinic. Yes, I am in in wild pain. This is crazy. Well, thank you all for joining. Thank you, Calvin, for the pleasure, the wonderful but unexpected surprise. Ooh, ooh. Uh, thank you to the band Problem of Interest for letting us use the song "Living in the Moment" off the album "Cross Off." Yesterday, you can find them on iTunes and Spotify. You can find us on iTunes, Spotify, and now YouTube, wherever else fine podcasts are sold. We're also on social media. Our Facebook is Better Buddies. Our Twitter, ex-Twitter account is at BetterBudCast. Use the hashtag BetterBuddies when you tweet about the show. And our Gmail account is BetterBuddiesCast at gmail.com. You can send us fan art, hate art, fan mail, hate mail, declarations of love and or war, icebreakers you want us to answer, questions you need advice on, or, as last week with Jay's letter, Story ideas you want to hear our take on. Find us on YouTube, subscribe to our channel, and last but not least, be a better buddy. I'm exhausted, but I'm thriving. <laughs> whatever, <laughs> whatever they say. Feeling good. Idiots on the internet say. Nothing. You think, I think we about. are those idiots on the internet. <laughs> <laughs>